Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. everybody thanks for taking a few moments to watch this midweek midweek video it's a little bit cold out here and a little bit wet at the cabin and I want to just talk to you a little bit in preparation for this weekend for the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus on Easter it was, we just had a great time last week and we're going to have another one this week but I want to talk to you about what took place after the resurrection and so that we can be prepared for celebrating the resurrection, uh, what the resurrection means as we go into this weekend. You know, we are called to be witnesses. And Jesus made that clear after the resurrection. He said in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, some verse that many of you have memorized, the Great Commission, it's often called. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Now, this is after he has risen from the dead. And go, therefore, and make disciples, or as I like what one Northwest pastor says, because the word discipleship has become so um, kind of loaded with ideas about this class or that class or this approach. Uh, he says, make apprentices. I think that's a great use of that that word, the idea of being with Jesus and spending time with him and watching him and um, doing what he does as we grow. Go and make apprentices of all nations. And this doesn't just mean, this isn't, um, this isn't like nation states like we think of them now, of people groups, of all different groups of people baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then teach them, this is what we do, teaching them to observe or to obey all that I commanded you. Teach them to obey and do everything I commanded you. And lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. I will be with you when you're doing this. This is the idea that as we are going and we are calling people and we are helping people become apprentices of Jesus out of every group of people, including Lewis County people that, that by some people's standard of under 2% reach is an unreached people group. <laughs> but this applies to people all around the world that you are to baptize them. And we are going to do that this Sunday, actually a river baptism, come to find out in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to observe or obey all that I've commanded you. And Jesus does grow us and teach us that, that as we go along, we will be able to do more and more what he commanded. And he said, in doing this, I'll be with you always. And so what are the commandments he's talking about? Well, one, one is that we are commanded to be a loving community, connected with each other, doing um, uh, our relationship with Jesus together. He said in John thirteen thirty four, a new commandment 
I give you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. He said, by this, all men will know you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. This is this idea of a committed love, that we are committed, that we stick together, we annoy each other, it's messy. Sometimes we are, we let each other down, sometimes we get it wrong, I know I have. But we stick it, we stick together because we love like he loves, and he loves us with an everlasting love. And this is how people know we're for real. We follow his commandments by being a, as we love as a community, but we witness as community. In, you know, we witness as a community. We do this together. Acts one six says, "So when they had come together, they gathered together. They were asking him, Lord, is it?" At this time, you were restoring the kingdom to Israel. Now he was getting ready to ascend. He had risen from the dead. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you can know this. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the remotest parts of the earth. Now we could take that to say, look, you know, Your Jerusalem might be your family and your friends that you're going to invite maybe this weekend, or you're just going to tell them what Jesus is doing in your life right now. And then your Judea might be your town. Some of you live in some of the smaller Decapolis around us. And uh, and then Samaria might be Lewis County. And then wherever, wherever God leads you and takes you, we are commanded in this way, to be witnesses. You know, the word evangelism has kind of got a bad rap because there's a lot of these TV guys and there's a lot of scandals. It seems like there's one every week. But evangelism just means to proclaim the good news. That's what it was. It was a word used by uh, long before Christianity came along for when there was a proclamation of something that was really good news. Well, we're called to be in one sense, proclaimers of this great news that happened of Jesus rising from the dead. You know, in the early church, this is important to remember that they were persecuted as are people right now. Did you know that there are tens of thousands of people every year right now around the world that are dying for being Christians? And and fortunately, in our country, uh, we aren't being arrested or killed for being Christians. But many, many other parts of the world, often in the Arab world and in in places that are um, Islamic uh, closed countries, um, evangelism, though, has, and this has always been true, that Christians have, have even that are really living for God, have suffered under this, in this way. Now, there, for that reason, the early, for the first few hundred years of the church, really up until um, the third century, uh, Early churches, you, if you were part of a congregation, you were, not, you were told, you were discouraged, you were not allowed to invite outsiders to corporate worship like we can invite everybody on this Easter. And the reason was is because it was the fear of informants that somebody might tell the Roman authorities where the meeting was and they'd come in and arrest everybody or kill them. Uh, you know, in those days when the church was growing and growing and growing and growing, they had no cool show, they didn't have a rock show, they didn't have lights, they didn't have any technology, they didn't have an online presence, they didn't have, you know, um, social media to impress, entice, and encourage. They just reached the world 
the old-fashioned way, the way actually 92% of all people ultimately are reached, just like you will reach your friends this week and these weeks ahead by just sharing what Jesus has done for you, by serving their neighbors out of love for them. That's how they did it. You will reach your um, your world, your um, Jerusalem or Judea or Samaria, by just being who you are as you walk with Jesus. What do you mean? You say, what do you mean by that? Well, here's what Jesus said. For those of you that are followers of Jesus, you're apprentices of Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it become salty again? He's saying, you have unique um, makeup. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. We have to be very careful that we don't let ourselves get deluded by, you know, forgetting that the real thing we offer the world is Jesus himself. You are the light of the world, and a city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp or put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, it gives light to all who are in the house. This is the idea that you're just... You just living in your relationship with God and sharing what he's done in your life. You're a light. You're a salt. You're salt. And then he says this. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they will see your good works. You'll live this out. This takes time and we're not going to do it perfectly. See your good works and glorify who? You or your church or the pastors or some, some ministry? No. They'll glorify your Father who is in heaven. So you are the light. You are the salt. And that happens. That's why you have to be in your relationship, walking in him and trusting in him. If you're walking in his way, he will open doors for you to do what he wants you to do and to say what he wants you to say and to share it with the person that needs to be shared. This weekend, you get this week and coming up on this weekend, you have an opportunity. Now, we don't live in a culture where we're going to be um, arrested or killed for our faith, we have a lot of freedom and we need to make good use of it. And so there are many, many of your friends and family members that would come with you. And so this weekend, be his witness in a culture that as we go along is becoming more and more skeptical for all kinds of reasons, more and more resistant to people who are true followers of Jesus. And this is on all sides of the culture war. There's the puritanical left that are always, every time anybody says anything that doesn't, isn't the exact wording they like, they're ready to attack. And then there's the aggressive right who can parrot that in many ways. You won't fit, and you should not fit into that. But what you want to do is fit with Jesus. And, you know, you'll be so different. You'll be so unlike everybody else that um, people will listen. They'll either listen and be drawn, or they'll be... They won't listen and they'll reject, but there'll be no middle ground. Share what Jesus has done in your life with you. Share how he's helping you. And then ask people, hey, how can I help you? Just ask them. You know, you can invite now without any of these consequences. So let's take advantage of that. So... What I'm telling you is maybe make that call or make maybe make a little bit of a ask God to show you who's going to fill that row of seats with you uh, this Easter and, and tell them what he has done for you 
and remember, there's an 8 a.m. service that you can come to. And then there's going to be the 9.30 breakfast class. We're going to have some time to eat breakfast and sit around the table and talk and share what God's done in our lives and what we can learn. And then at 11 a.m., we're going to have our Easter service again. And then right after that service, we're going to have a river baptism. And I know it may be cold. <laughs> it might be wet. It's a river baptism in April. So that's going to go with it. So you may, if you're coming to the baptism, bring an umbrella. But maybe the sun will just come out. It'll be great. I'm so excited to have you be there. And a lot of you that are watching this, you haven't been in a maybe Easter service for a lot of years. Or maybe you haven't been in 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 a gathering an in-person gathering since covid this check it out come to one or the other come to something if you do whatever you have to do to feel comfortable and and safe we want you to be there and then <laughs> this sunday we'll be talking about the two the two most uh, unexpected unlikely messengers you know jesus uses unlikely messengers to change the world and he'll use you too and we're going to talk about that so i'm looking forward to seeing you, and i can't wait to actually see you in person if there's any way you can be there talk to you later